Hey everyone, welcome back to the Yoni, where you cultivate your own new identity. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Nigeron de Burwell, coming back again to give you the keys to unlocking you. But before I start anything, I have to give thanks to the creator of everything. Dear God, thank you so much for being my peace. Thank you so much for giving me grace. Thank you so much for this platform so that I can share parts of me um, that others may not have had the um, pleasure of meeting. Uh, I thank you for allowing me to step out on faith, even though I still sometimes am afraid. I thank you for the feelings of inadequacy because that allows me to stay humble because it reminds me that It was nothing that I did and everything that you did. And I could never do life without you. And I thank you for the lessons. And I thank you for the the things in my life that at a point I didn't understand why. And, you know, it didn't, it's things that didn't make sense, but. I'm just so glad that I leaned not on my own understanding, but on yours, uh, because your thoughts are greater and bigger than mine. And less of me and more and more of you each and every day. Um, In Jesus' name, amen. So, hey, everyone. Um, I hope all is well and... I'm so glad for another week on the Yoni and thank you again for coming back and listening. Um, This uh, episode will be talking about what I discussed last week. I touched on it a little bit and that basically was um, what God put on my heart to know when I'm doing the right thing and also when I am maybe not doing the right thing um and that indication for me is god every time i walk or anytime i go somewhere if i am overthinking or yes most times overthinking or just just doing the most um god puts feathers in my path just to remind me to keep my heart as light as a feather And so this episode, I just wanted to come on and talk about keeping our hearts light um, as feathers um, and how difficult that can be, especially for someone like me that was an overthinker, that was a people pleaser, that was someone that analyzed solely in their head before even acting physically um, in the natural and 
to who I am now, where it's like sometimes it takes a lot out of me to to move by faith and not by sight because I am a person that I like to see. Like, I like to see results. I like to see statistics. I like to see, uh, like, I'm a researcher. So the researcher side of me likes to see these things, likes to see. But with God, faith is so much about feeling and discerning and being wise in this journey and sometimes it's hard it's hard sometimes to keep your heart light and especially for me because I notice a lot and I had to realize at a certain extent that I had to listen to what people are saying to me because that's also God speaking because just like God reiterates things to us and sometimes we may be like oh my gosh God why do you keep telling me why do you keep placing this thing on my heart why do you keep uh why why do I feel this way you know um sometimes the things we don't know is that God puts uh or places things on our hearts for us to do not to sit back analyze for weeks and weeks and weeks on end and then do um and for me that's that's a lot because God wants me to do so many things and I think a lot of times a lot of people are like do just do I think a lot of people that I ask for advice in the sense of I know I wanted to be an entrepreneur and uh, I guess I had a hard time articulating that Um, and so people were just like you just would be great at anything I think you should just do everything and for me that advice was terrible like literally that advice is terrible because anybody that knows me personally knows that I'm really good at a, at everything. And that's not to boast or to brag. It's literally how I'm wired. I can't put myself in something and not strive to be great at it in my own way. Not um, trying to be great at it in the way that someone else is or uh, try to be great at it in a way that you know that is not like me I can only be great at something being authentically myself um and that's how it's great because I'm uh, I'm putting a hundred percent of myself in it um and one thing that I've uh realized like I said going back to you have to realize that things that people say to you have to start taking heed to because that's actually God speaking through them And people have been telling me that I've been uh, in my life. They just say, Nigel, you just think too much. You overthink. You just think too much. You think too much. And that's my mom. She tells me that all the time. Like, you think too much. Like, and it's not even I think too much. She goes and then she puts on the, the, 
you talk too much. And even family, even people that I, you know, just sit and talk to, sometimes they say I talk too much. People that I know or knew say I talk too much or I talked too much. And that used to make me feel bad. And even sometimes it makes me feel bad because I don't want to, I don't want people to think I talk too much, but that is the truth. And that's when I say sometimes you have to listen to what other people say because sometimes it's God speaking through them. And like I said, God is the truth. God is truth. So I do talk a lot. And one thing that I realize is I overanalyze things that I say because I I don't think that some people may understand what I'm saying or I may feel like at times I'm like an ocean and I'm so deep and I'm so vast that other people can't, don't have the capacity to hold me, you know? And that is the truth. And I have to realize that I can't stop being who I am or, or I can't, stop talking the way that I talk or act the way that I act because some people may not understand me or some people may not be able to hold me, may not be able to understand me in the capacity in which I need to be understood. And that is okay. And God literally says to me, it's okay, Nyjah. Like, it's okay. And for me, walking in what I'm walking in and being an entrepreneur especially with my sales pitch there it's terrible right now and and that's not to bash myself but it's literally bad and how I when I started the yoni my first episode fear was bad to you guys it probably maybe was it was different it was definitely a little bit all over the place and my sister Literally, one of the things that she said was, Nyjah, I think you're rambling. And I had to realize, like, at that point, I was like, ooh, is that true? But I had to go and, you know, sit with myself, write down a script. And for, like, a couple of episodes, God and I sat down and we wrote a script. And I read off of a page that I wrote because I... And the type of person that speaks a lot. And so sometimes I over talk and sometimes that uh, loses people. I, I would have people and I would captivate people and then I would lose them because I over talk. And I know that I can sense when I lose somebody. Um, and that's simply because I can feel really well. God has given me the gift of discerning and I can feel um what people say even if what they say out of their mouth may be like congratulating me I can feel the intention behind words um but because I can feel the intention behind words I tend to overthink and because I overthink I tend to then isolate and God literally has to remind me Nigel just 
Be light. Be light. And for the the company that I wanted to talk about that um I talked a little bit about about on the Yoni, uh the NRB, all about me, NRB a few episodes back. And the LLC that I have is actually my candle company. So I now have um an LLC which I'm so excited which you guys know but it is my candle company known as Ethereal Candle Co and that literally was birthed um by God and it was simply him just guiding me literally guiding me because I know for me I I have this obsession since a little girl with yin yang. I never understood why I loved the yin yang. And um, then I start to learn more about the yin yang and how yin yang talks about the light within the darkness, how there is darkness. Whether there is darkness, there's always some sort of light, right? And whether there's light, there's always a form of darkness. And that is life. It's... It's not a battle of good and evil. It's a battle of just life and how life together is bouts of darkness and light. And for me, my darkness was um, portrayed via my poetry. And for me also, sometimes because it's hard for me to articulate using my voice, I write. Um, And so for 11 years, I wrote how I felt because I didn't feel safe enough to vocalize and then I didn't even know how to vocalize the things that I felt and because that was where I showcased my darkness God used um, and guided me to candle making because he wanted to show that I am also light and that I can be light And there's just so much more to me than the darkness. Because yes, there is so much depth to me. Don't get me wrong. And there are there there's darkness within me even to this day. And that's okay. Because that's human nature. Like we were born into sin and we choose to follow God. That doesn't mean that we are just fully purely light it's it's incorrect and if we walk every day thinking that we're just this pure light we're never going to do wrong that's where you're wrong because we're flawed we're not Jesus and even Jesus struggled with being perfect because it's hard and so God uses for me feathers of birds that he places on my walk every day I walk or wherever I am just to remind me to remain light um and that I am light because I was made in the image of him and God is light God God is everything he literally is matter he is everything and some some indication that you would know that 
something or someone should be in your life. Like I was talking about last episode, Full Circle, how God right now in my life is bringing me back around to things that he brought, he took away from me. Whether that was people, whether that was uh, ways about myself that I'm starting to remember from like years ago that is just like coming back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. I'm, I'm a different person, but here I am coming full circle back to this moment, but I now can handle it. And um, one of the things are some, like I said, indication that uh, it is right, is that you will feel light when people come back into your life that may have hurt you or may have disappointed or literally God has just closed that door for that season because you just didn't need them at that point. If they come back and it feels light, meaning you don't have to second guess, you don't have to, you just don't have a feeling in you that uh, makes you feel like that person isn't right for you anymore um and if that doesn't make sense in what I say and what I just said doesn't make sense to you um truthfully if God when people say oh if God takes someone out of your life it's for a reason and let them go because if they're ever meant to be they will come back and so The question is, how do we know when they should come back? Because they are going to come back, right? There are going to be people that come back. How do we know when it's right? The answer to that question is, like I said, you will feel right. It will feel light. Even though there's a part of you, right? Because we do have this fear self, regardless if we transform multiple, multiple times, every time through a transition, there is, we say goodbye to something. We go through an unknown period and in between, and then we say hello. Like it's, that's just with anything in life, whether that's anything new in life there was something old that you had to say goodbye to to welcome in the new and regardless if you noticed that or not that happened um and their indication that it was right for you regardless if you knew it or not is you felt it you did you didn't have to second guess you didn't have to overthink you just went with it And for me, there's multiple times in my life where I've went with something and then the me, like the the next day me or the next hour me would be like, would beat myself up about it to the point where I wouldn't feel light anymore. And I'd feel like this is the wrong thing and maybe I've done the wrong thing. And one of those testaments, I don't even know why I'm talking about this because this is not what I intended to talk about, but... One of those testaments were when I uh, gifted my virginity. I don't, I don't say I lost my virginity because I didn't lose anything. It was a, a gift. It was a. It was I gave something, and the person that I loved at that point gave me something too, and that was 
our nakedness, our us being open and vulnerable with each other. So when I speak of um, my virginity, I never say, or I never try to say I lost my virginity. I always say I, I gifted my virginity away to someone that I loved at that time. And like I said, an example to feeling light or feeling right was that I, I I liked lots of guys, you know, before I decided to give my virginity away to this particular guy. I liked guys, um, but I, it didn't feel right. All the other guys that I used to like, I used to feel nervous. I used to feel anxious. I used to feel like the geek. Like I, I was the in high school or in school I was like the geek that like uh wasn't like really liked the um popular basketball football player and um I tried to you know I gained the courage to talk to them and I would stutter over my words because again like I said I sometimes had a hard time articulating how I felt and sometimes I would stumble on my words which I still do And that's when I know when I speak with, um, when I speak the way that I'm speaking now, it's only because God is in the midst. Because when it's just me, and sometimes when I may not pray, like if I'm having a conversation with other people, you could tell it's just me because I don't flow as, as, as smoothly as I do on the Yoni, um, And that's because I'm just just me in real life. I'm just an awkward person in real life. But back to the story, there were multiple guys that I liked, you know, but when I met this guy, there was just something about him, but it felt right. To the point where I met him And low key, I didn't say it to him, but I fell in love with him the moment I met him. I just, I literally came home the same night and I told my mom, I met a guy. I met a guy. And it was so weird because for to all these other guys that I met, I used to be this like, this wreck of like, oh, I just can't talk to them and they just they're just I used to put these people on pedestals I used to idolize them and here it was this great nice loving guy you know that I didn't know and it's just like I don't know I just felt so comfortable I felt I felt like I knew him before like it just felt right and I felt light so I went with it whole time not knowing that guy that I met at 17 in high school was going to be the person that I lost my virginity to at 20 when we were in our senior year of college. We met our senior year of high school and I did not know that that would be the same person that I would wind up Gifting my virginity to, because I did, I think I just said losing my virginity. Gifting my virginity to my senior year of college at the age of 20. 
And when I even went about doing that, it felt right. Because I was a person that was so afraid of intimacy. I I loved love, but I was actually very afraid of it. And that makes sense because I didn't know God as much as I know him now. And God is love. So I now understand why I was so afraid of love because I truly didn't know love because love is sacrifice. Love is suffering. Love is not what people crack it up to be and what sometimes all of the are, you know, romantic movies talk about. Of course, love is great and love is awesome, but love also takes work. And some people don't want to put in the work and that's cool. But if you want to love me, you have to put in work because I love me and I put in work every day because I love me. So if you would like to be in my life because I choose, right, who's in my life, everything in life is a choice, everything. You answering the phone to somebody that you don't really want to talk to is your choice, So don't get irritated with the person on the phone because you didn't want to pick up the phone in the first place. Don't pick up the phone. Call them back when you feel better. I don't know who that was for, but literally, like, choose you until you have the capacity to choose others. It's not selfish. If you don't know how to choose yourself, Go and seek God, seek help, research. Do, right? I got so, I used to get in my head about doing, and I still do get in my head about doing. There's something to this day that God wants me to do, and I still don't want to because me, the me that I am, right? I'm very. I, I say I'm comfortable where I'm at, but I know I'm not comfortable where I'm at. I just am uncomfortable. I don't, I don't want to be even more uncomfortable where God wants me. But each time I've gone where God's put me, I've loved every second of it. Whether that was going and doing my company with the candles or going and releasing my book or going and choosing to work at a place called Blooming Einsteins for a year when I didn't even know about Blooming Einsteins. When I lived in Fort Mill for the years that I lived and I didn't know that down the street was some place called Blooming Einsteins, but I knew it the moment I graduated from high school. I mean, I mean, sorry, not high school, college. Um, because I needed somewhere to go because um, I didn't know what to do after graduating because... I wholeheartedly went to school because my mom said it was mandatory, not because I wanted to go to college. But at the same time, excuse me, excuse me, I don't know how to suck at something. So, of course, I went to school. And of course, I graduated college in three and a half years, summa cum laude, with a 3.95 GPA, and only got maybe two to three B's because I can't fail. 
It's just something within me. I can't do it. But the things that I had to realize is, yes, I'm great at school, but I don't want to do it. Yes, I'm great at teaching kids, but I don't want to do it. It doesn't feel right. And my heart doesn't feel light. And that's the thing where like God's be, God be like, okay, if your heart don't feel light, talk to me about it, right? And people be saying, you know, I need to talk to you. What do they be talking about? They be like, oh, I need to talk to you because something's heavy on my heart, right? It's heavy on my heart. And God is like, if it's heavy on your heart, that's when you know you're in the wrong place. Because God says, cast all burdens onto me. Because there's things that, there's darkness that I can't even come on the Yoni and speak about. I had to go to God and deal with because he was the only person that could hold me. If I said, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, that I am an ocean Why would I go to a person that only has the capacity to understand a puddle or a lake when I can go to the creator of that ocean and he'll understand me way better and he'll he'll be he'll be able to understand me and then he'll be able to hold me. There is relationships that I had to let go and I had to sit with myself and wholeheartedly people came back into my life and they asked me questions of why did you why would did you ghost me I I don't understand why I mean there's and then I, I had to sit and had to realize hmm why why did I and the truth of the matter was there was a point that I felt and I knew you could not hold me, whether that was one simple conversation that we had. <laughs> one simple conversation. Because it only takes one from me. If I have a conversation with you and right then and there I see or I hear out of your mouth that, ooh, they cannot hold me. Right then and there. There's no, there's for me personally, there's nothing that you can offer me. So at that point, that connection, there's no need for it. Now, some people may hear that and it may, may make them feel, oh, that's really wrong of you. I'm not sorry that you feel that way. I'm really not. And I'm not going to apologize for the way I feel. Because it's the truth. And here on the Yoni, I speak truth because I want people to tell me their truth. If you don't have the capacity to hold me, that's awesome for you, but terrible and detrimental for me. Because if I'm an ocean and you're a lake, I can hold you, but you could never hold me. And that's the thing. I need a relationship that's reciprocal. I need reciprocity. I can't hang around lakes when I'm an ocean. 
There are some animals that can't habitat lakes, but they can oceans. So there's, I have a, a whole different set of, of, of animals in my ocean that you don't even know about because you have a lake. Meaning there's things that I can speak on that you won't even be able to hold. You won't even be able to understand. I can't wholeheartedly, excuse my French, I can't fucks with you. I can't fucks with you. I can't. And that's something that I had to realize. And so if I had to realize that at 22, and I'm only 22, There's people that are 33, 44, 55, 66, 77, 88, or even 11. That's don't, don't, don't get it. So I'm here to let you know. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Period, point, blank. If there's a friend in your life and you're starting to think little weird thoughts in the sense of, God is starting to show you this person's true nature. Stop trying to put these rose-colored glasses on because before you know it, you're going to get your yourself in a lot of trouble. If someone shows you who they are, believe them. That, that, that doesn't go to show, it doesn't go to say that people cannot change. People can change. That's why you let people go that cannot hold you. And if they come back, that means that there's either they need to be in your life or again, this is just a choice and you have to choose bye-bye. Or, you know, I can see we can start from a clean slate. But a clean slate means you learn me, I learn you, but I'm not that same person that you said goodbye to. Because... In order for you to say hello to me now, you have to be in my, you have to be this, you have to be an ocean. So wholeheartedly, if you are not an ocean for me in my life, it's not going to work. It's not. And it, it, it won't work because it just won't feel right. I'll try. And that's the thing. That's who I am because I'm, even though, you know, I'm not a people pleaser anymore, there are still parts of me that like to please others because it makes me happy and that doesn't make me a people pleaser it just makes me a person that likes to make people happy but I have to realize that I can't make other people happy and then be unhappy because then that then comes back into becoming a people pleaser if I help and please others it's because also you know I'm I'm also getting pleased as well whether that's the company of that person, the knowledge that that person's sharing to me, the capacity that person has to hold me, here, there, or anywhere, you know, anywhere, you know? And that's for you too. 
you shouldn't be around or you shouldn't place yourself around people that can't hold you. You shouldn't place yourself around people that you feel you don't feel right around. And you don't feel right because you don't feel right. You like I can't sit here and tell you what 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 feeling wrong and what feeling right feels like. You know what it feels like. You're not dumb and you're not stupid. And I know that because you listen to me. And if you can understand me, you are very highly intelligent. Highly intelligent. Let me tell you. Because not a lot of people can understand me. I don't, some people don't get me. And that's great for them. <laughs> and great for me. Because <laughs> that tells me I don't have to waste my time. And it's not even wasting time. Let me, let me change what I say. Not about wasting time. Because anybody that you meet, regardless if it's one minute, a year, or 10 years, you learn lessons. So it's never a waste of time if you learn the lesson. Um, but I really just wanted to come and just have this little casual talk with you guys and talk about the feelings of feeling right. And I know I did talk about, you know, um, relationships and feeling right in relationships, whether that's platonic or um, romantic, um, because you'll feel that way platonically or romantically. Sometimes you may just want to say goodbye to a friend or you may want to say goodbye to a boyfriend or girlfriend and that's okay and sometimes at that point you may not have the capacity to 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 vocalize it right and that's okay too but if like I said last week when we talked about a full circle if something comes again and presents itself back to you not saying you had anything to do with it your hand if your hand was in it that means your name is Bennett. And that means that you had something to do with it. And that means that it didn't come authentically. It didn't come natural. But if you had nothing to do with it, meaning you were minding your own black, white, Asian persuasion business. And ploop, something just plopped right into your to your your space it's because you needed to see it it's because it needed to be dealt with it's because you've grown enough to the point where god has now put that back into your face to see hey Nyjah, hey whoever's listening to this what are you going to do with this now because before you were immature before you did run away but what about now? Let me see what you will do with it now. Now that you know better, now that you've discerned, now that you know all these keys, now that you know, what will you do with it now? What will you do with the knowledge that you have now? What will you do with the maturity that you have now? What will you do with the wisdom? What will you do with the being the better person, being the bigger person? How about just being a normal person <laughs> and realizing that we are all human like don't you don't have to put anyone on a pedestal sometimes I have to realize that somebody that yes they could be 50 years old and I'm 22 and I may think that they know more than me that's not true no age is nothing but numbers someone 
that's 11 could be more wise than me at 22 and I would be I would be dumb if I didn't listen to the 11 year old because they were 11 that's stupid you know how many 11 year olds finished college already and I was 20 when I finished college and people went to college at 13 you got me messed up if I think that age is supposed to affect wisdom there's 80 year olds to this day that I know that are not the smartest like and not saying that I know them personally but I I've, I've been around some people seen them heard things that they said and they're older than me it just doesn't make sense it's not right it's actually what they're talking about it's pretty toxic but it takes time it takes grace it takes knowledge it takes wanting to change in order to change that's the key it takes wanting to in order to and in order to you have to do literally the experience is the best teacher um and you will know trust in you trust in god and god is within so you will know when it is right because you will feel light and you will feel light you will feel these things right or wrong you will feel it you will know you will know and you may have to listen to this maybe once or twice just so that you can really grasp what I was trying to say. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I really hope you and um, God and I um, gave you some wisdom. Excuse me. Um, and so I love you and God loves, loves you so much more. And I uh, look into your eyes. And I look, I see you so deep and I say I love you again, not because of what you do for me or what you do for others, but because you're you. And I think being you um, is one of the best things you can be because if you try to be someone else, you'll always be second best. Um, But if you're you, you'll always be first. Um, so yeah, um, there is not going to be an all about me NRV this week, maybe next week, we'll see. <laughs> but yes, um, until then, I love you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye.